Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Uh, it is 5 o'clock. Uh, congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, old dirty show. And uh, Chris Santiago, T-Mill is out. Tyler is on vacation. He'll be back Monday. Uh, but we've got the You think the he's passed out yet? I think so. He's not responding. The videos we're getting earlier. I, 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 there's was, a good chance that, that Tyler is neon nipples up. He was firing them off, man. And it's 4 o'clock at Cabo. Nah, he's not a passer out of this early. Uh, unless I he's in a crap. So. This is the last thing he sent us. That is terrible. What is he doing? I don't know. Look how pink got, he is. And he's red. I was going to say The sun clearly got him. It's one. Good Lord. Now he's got Meg involved into it. <laughs> Hell, man. <laughs> Yeah, Tyler's Tyler's three sheets to the wind. I hope this was a an early start and then a all right. We're gonna kick it. We're gonna we're gonna roll it back here about seven or eight o'clock later on tonight. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 passed out. No way he's heard any of this. But uh, the latest here as the Astros there in West Palm Beach. They uh, they played today. They won eleven eight, and uh, I think the big story is is not really the winning a lot of the runs. We're, uh, we're driven in by, by guys that most likely won't be playing with the team. Although, J.J. Medichevic, he is having a nice little spring. at five RBIs today. Went J.J. did? Yeah, J.J., man. There's that other first Boy, baseman. Well, last time J.J. did well. Oh, yeah, there's you. Know, there's, 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 that, there's that backup. Other, there's that backup. There you first go. Baseman to be sitting in Sugarland just in case something happens. <laughs> Damn, Yuli. Couldn't get J.J. Couldn't solve J.J. But, uh, really, this was mostly about the pitching, man. Um Jose Arquiti, he got the start today. Two innings, five hits, three runs, two earned. Did get three strikeouts and no walks. But, uh, but I mean, obviously, as as we say, sometimes working on things, maybe that is the case. Right. Real quick with that, though. Every time – is that what we do in a Sperino? Every time somebody got a bad outing? Oh, yeah. I mean, every time somebody has about – Yeah, he's got to be working on something. He, just, he didn't just get <laughs> shelled by, by a, a, a skeleton lineup, did he? No, he got, oh, no. Every time, right? Every time. Yeah, he's just working on that change-up today. That's um, where we're at. That's where he was. But, working uh, on his off-speed, working on his arm slot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working on that. That's what he was doing. Um, also, uh, it appeared to be uh, that Ryan Stanek was also working on pitches today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Stanek in his one inning of work uh, gave up three hits, three runs, all of them earned, two strikeouts, got a walk in there, and gave up a homer. So he was working on the uh, just fastball right down the middle is what Ryan Ryan was working on. <laughs> That's what Stanek was working on. Uh, fastballs down the middle. Uh, really not, not listen, nothing to be alarmed by at this point, especially those guys. Those guys are established, right? Like even Stanek, even to Stanek, you know what he right. did last year. And and Urquidy, those guys are established. Well, you you'd like you'd like to think think so, but I mean, there's always an outside <laughs> chance that that you know something's unraveling. I mean, that just, I mean, what these guys do, you got to be so damn good and so on top of your game and and so in sync. I mean, it's uh, you know not not causing any concern here, but but uh, yeah, I mean, right now I chalk it up to hey, they're working on something, not a big deal. These guys are established. Um, but yeah. boy, you you run you now, run now, about yeah, now, you run let, about now, three weeks worth of this together. You say, let's see if, if Jose Arquiti his next two starts is getting hit around. I'm not going. I'm not going to use the oh he was just working on a slider uh, at, at today. Just a slider for strikes. I'm not going. I'm not going to go with that one. But uh, but yeah, man, they uh, 
they went 11-8. Tucker, he he uh, had a couple of hits today and uh, played deep into the game for the second straight day. Bregman, Bregman for the first time got action today. I know Sean was ticked off. He was going to miss that. It was his first game today, Alex Bregman. I was talking to uh, uh, Brandon uh, Scott. He said, boy, he thinks he thinks this might be a huge year for, for him. For Bregman? Yeah. He says, you know, these younger guys have kind of passed him up a little bit when you look at Alvarez and now Tucker. He said he, he, he thinks that he thinks Bregman's going to have a big year. I know for you, that I, was, you were pushing for Bregman last year, but I think you got exactly what you were talking about more taking over that, not necessarily at the plate, but taking care of that leadership. Yeah, kind of that leadership I mean, role there. I don't know. I, like, I don't, I don't know that we ever there. Were, I don't know if there was ever a moment that we were able to see where Bregman had to like really step up and 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 take that leadership role, like we saw a couple of different times in Correa's, you know, years here. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm like, if I'm being completely honest with with Bregman, like. I've, I've it's lost a little bit of luster for me. Like I like I, I look up like Tucker, you know. I I I feel like is is coming. Um, you know, obviously the you know Pena and those that's a different animal. But like I, like I I need to get that feel back for Bregman. Like I feel like Bregman over time is going to hit for a good number. Well, yeah, he's never he, going to. He's, he's going to produce. Go he's yeah. he's going to produce, but like. There was a time when it was like, hey, Bregman is fixing to, to – He's doing to, what Alvarez does. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just like the expectation – like I don't ex- – I've come to not expect that that from Bregman. And I'm getting. I'm going to get back to it this year. I'm, I'm going to get back to it. I, I, Bregman needs to have a monster year. Needs, huh? Needs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he needs, he needs to have a monster year to get back on that. I mean, we, we can't keep expecting that pitching to do what they did last year and expecting Pena to be as clutch oh, as yeah, he yeah. was – Last year, and and you don't want to put all of the load on on uh, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, and 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 Kyle Tucker. So you yeah, want to get you want to see him get back towards that MVP level where he finished second. I want to uh, get. I pers- It's all about me personally. I, I oh, want. It's just personal. Yeah, I just want to get back to a point where when Bregman steps up to the plate, like I'm I'm amped and my expectations is like you lost that. Just yeah, I've lost. I lost. I mean, who, like, who do like, you feel that way for now? Definitely, big boy. Jordan. Definitely, Jordan. Like, let, let me, let me, let me rephrase that because I, I feel because because I, I love Bregman. I feel like you meant it. Well, the like, there's a handful of dudes on this on this team in the past that I'm not getting up and going to the restroom because out of fear that I'm gonna miss in that bat. And 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 there was a time when Bregman was squarely in, in the that middle mix. of that. Yeah. I don't know that he's been there as of late. I, I need him to get back to that that, that spot for me. Uh-huh. Is that fair? That's fair. That's fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see if he gets there, but uh, it's there for him, and he's going to have protection. Last year, he played 155 games, got through it for the most part, injury free. He came on in the in, in the postseason. Also, if it wasn't for Pena, like he was, he had huge hits and had big moments as well in the postseason. Said this was the first time he had hadn't really had a lot of injuries, no surgery with the the, the finger. So, yeah, he should be primed for it. We'll see as uh, as he gets his spring training rolling. Five o'clock fire. All right, reports have been out. I saw this from our our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, that uh, the Texans have terminated the contract of Justin Britt. If you remember, hell, uh, two, two years ago, the first year of the Nick Casario-led uh, team, he brought him in to be the center. And uh, I think we even thought, like, well, maybe we'll get a little bit more out of Justin Britt 
after they now change offensive line coaches and change systems and go to more of what, what they were going from Tim Kelly to, to Pep Hamilton. Well, that man, well, that last a game, I think. And then after that, that's when uh, he he took some time away and time away, which he never came back from. And now they have they have uh, they have uh, terminated this contract. So uh, Justin Britt, no longer with the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I think they freed up a little over three million dollars worth of cap space with this with this move. Um, I, obviously, this is one that shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, he no. was done. Uh, just how the Texans were going to handle it, I think, is what was left left to be decided, and and uh, that's that's clear what they're doing here. So, I mean, I think the big thing here with Justin Britt, I, look, I, I like the Texans, especially going through a bridge the gap type of type of phase. I like bringing in veterans that once played at a high level and maybe got knocked off track with an injury or or something like that. See if you can't see if you can't bring back a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of the, the golden years, if you will, for those guys. I, I'm cool with that. So I'm not. I'm, I, I like the Justin Britt move. I hate it didn't work out. Um, I think now, really, with Justin Britt is is he's clearly in a spot where, you know, something was going on uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, whether it's just coming to terms with the end of his career and not being as good as he once was, or if there was something deeper than that. So just, I mean, look, prayers up for Justin Britt personally and, and uh, for his life after, after football. I, I, I don't know what, uh, what all was behind you know, him stepping away from the team, but clearly it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy. No, no. I, and now, this, now, as you said, this is not a surprise. We knew something was going to happen at that spot. And, and John McClain, who was on with us earlier in the 4 o'clock segment, said, like, that's a, that's a need. It is. It is a need to to feel to be filled. You would hope, not hope. I would be sure that the Texans will have a new starter there. How big is that need, though? Clint, like we would all agree. If I throw out position, where would you, would you put center as as a bigger need then? Not quarterback, right? Obviously, not to this team. No, no. I wouldn't not put it at quarterback. I wouldn't put it at D tackle. But it's right there behind D tackle because it, it's right important, there. man. I mean, I look. You you've got you've got problems at both guards and center right now. Um, you know, there's and the NFL is wired in a way of the the teams that you're trying to get on on the same field with are going to be really good between the tackles on the defensive side of the football. So you're weak at a spot where defenses are now spending a lot of money and gearing all their 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 plans towards attacking from the inside out. It's no more, now don't get me wrong, there's still defensive ends that are really good in this league and you still rush off the end, but right now the emphasis is being put on like dominant defensive tackle play and using that to stop the run and get to the quarterback. And if you're weak guard, guard center guard, then you got you've got some major problems. So, I think I think the you you clearly have already wasted not wasted. You've already spent a Number fifteen overall pick last year on on attack on a guard, and I think the quickest way to getting better inside is finding that center, the guy that communicates and the guy that has the ability to check one direction, realize nobody's coming, and get back and help the other guard if need be. A, a, a center that is that has got potential to be big time would be. It's not quarterback important. It's not cornerback important. It's not defensive tackle important, but it's 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 important. Yeah, no, it, it's important. I definitely believe they're going to upgrade it. I look at it. I'm like, boy, is it? 
Like I, I definitely don't think it's more important than those top two. I think D tackle and quarterback. But I look at like, and they need a playmaker really bad. Do they need a Do they need a playmaker on the outside or a center bigger? <laughs> like which yeah. is, which is more important? Because I mean, yes, I think I think they're going to try to attempt to get both. I just watched games and I'm thinking about something. I look at games and think, boy, that damn. Center is killing them more than than they got no weapon on the outside that causes any kind of fear. Center killing them as much as boy they only got Christian Harris and linebacker. Yeah, who else is there? It's it's important. I think it's a top five need for this team. Uh, I just because I'm in my mind. I was just as you were talking. I was thinking to myself, if we're in a if we're in a second or third round, there's a center. There's a there's a line an interior yeah. linebacker yeah. that have the same grade. Which one? Well, would you? Yeah. Would, would, yeah. Would, so it's to me. It's I mean, when you talk about he's one of three, one of four uh, communicators on the field, one of two that touch the football every single uh, snap. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get into that kind of like it's like man, that center. I mean, he's 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 important, and if you get a really really good one, he's an absolute game changer, yeah. right? I mean, he 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 can he can assume a lot of the responsibilities of the quarterback. Um, I mean, well, I know he, a center can help guards, but I mean, like. Yeah, Kenyon Green needs to be able to have major Ooh. improvement. Yeah, uh, ain't no doubt about that. On his own, ain't no doubt about that. That's the part that's scary, is boy. You're, you're you're spending two years in a row with with premium premium draft on capital inside. on interior offensive linemen. They got a hit. Yeah. They got a hit. That, that, that's a key. I love using. I'm not opposed to using it. I I, I love as an old quarterback. I love you drafting a guard 15 overall. But now, yeah, but now but you, you got a hit. Now you're telling me I got I want to draft a center early. In, in, in parts because I need him to help my number 15 yeah. pick get better. Five o'clock fire. All right, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York Giants, had a career year, 3,200 yards pass and 15 touchdowns, five, um, five interceptions, but ran for seven touchdowns and 708 yards. So a career year, the Giants get to the playoffs after – uh, after after having struggles year to year, when they uh, drafted him from Duke, he reportedly is asking for more than forty five million per on a long long term deal. Not just forty not just forty five, but forty five million per on a long term deal. Hell, the the uh, the franchise tag is just just over thirty two million, and he wants forty five plus. Clint, I just I, listen. I, I know the quarterback position is extremely important, and he was very important to them. But I just, I to me, that's when you get yourself in trouble if you even entertain paying that type of money and, and locking yourself into Daniel Jones. There's no way I want to lock my. I I, I haven't seen enough to lock yeah. myself into Daniel Jones. Well, his agents are doing their job, show. I mean, when it's all said and done, I I, I look at I look at Daniel Jones as. At this point in his career, with all the things that have happened, uh, along with there's still some some I think unknowns about what he's capable of, what level he's capable of playing at the NFL level. Uh, there's no doubt about it that the the organization has been negligent in in how they've developed and and allowed all, all, you know gave them given Daniel Jones the opportunity to develop. But nonetheless, where Daniel Jones sits right now, he is the perfect player. In terms of a franchise tag, this is why the franchise tag exists is for players like Daniel Jones. You stick that franchise tag on him, you pay him more money than he's ever made in in, in a single season, 
and you give him the opportunity to prove to you that he's a long-term guy and and even even worth bigger money. That's that that is I mean if I've ever seen a player that's that's in that position that that needs to sign that thing or, or needs to be franchise tagged, it's Daniel Jones. Yep. Uh Patrick Mahomes average 45 million a year. Yeah. That's his contract. And that's you know, what you know Dan, how and Ad, that's what Daniel Jones. You know how out of, out of whack that's going to be year 9 and 10. You're nine and ten of that joint, and they're yeah. talking about they're talking about Pat Mahomes averages forty five. Ooh, there's gonna be dudes making sixty. Yeah, this year Mahomes gets forty nine. It jumps up from thirty five to forty nine, and then the year after that he gets forty four. But I mean that's but that's what that's what Daniel Jones is trying to dance around. I like come on. I mean I I literally if I were them like I'd be nice the first time like hey guys I understand man let's come back to the table yeah. another time. And if you want to continue to push that, I would just – I think I would move to you can just kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm – 200 yards. I, I'm, look, 200, I, you, 200 yards, you want to get the same as this cat who just you, – you, You're not getting any pushback from me, man. He he's, he ain't – he, he can't get 45 you, long term. I'll be honest with Clint. I don't even want to pay him the franchise tag, but I understand that's where I got to go. I don't want to pay him 32 million. Now you're being disrespectful. Am I? Hey, now you're being disrespectful. 32 million? That just – like, yeah, 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 you got, it. you got. It. I mean, that, look, it, it, that, I think, I think he, I think he's earned the right to, for, for a thirty-two million dollar year to prove with no commitment beyond that. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at what how he played last year. He's coming. I mean, the, the organization under his command played better. Um, yeah, I, I, thirty-two. Yeah, come on, man. He feels like a twenty-eight million dollar quarterback myself. All right, wait till you hear what one of the most you're respect- four, you're four million dollars. You, you, you'll have uh, what's that old receiver that didn't want to play? You have Kenny Galladay taking taking quarterback snaps for you. Mike, Be careful. Davis Webb, I guess we'll take a look at D. Webb's coaching now, Chief. <laughs> yeah, he went straight from football to, to uh, Sean Payton's quarterback coach in Denver, I believe. How about that? All right. Uh, wait till you hear what one of the most respected quarterback gurus had to say about a guy many of you would love to see the Texas draft. I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't good, and not, not it ain't good. I mean, it is. You talk about disrespectful. This is disrespectful. We'll let you hear that. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sterner and the show. All right, welcome back into the drive as uh, as we get you going on this uh, Friday. By the way, remember, you can vote right now. You can go to Sports Radio 610 uh, on Twitter. Vote uh, what rom-com you want Clint to watch next. On the drive coming up next uh, next Friday, the choice is the breakup, how to lose a guy in 10 days, and uh, the wood. 46% right now is giving you your Matthew McConaughey, how to lose a guy in 10 days. How to lose a guy in 10 days, huh? Okay, Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey. I like them both. I like them yeah. both. I'm a fan. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's leading right now. Uh, but you got the weekend to to vote in there and get in there if you want Clint to watch uh, something else. So uh, step up, go ahead, get your vote in, and uh, I can't wait. Uh, I, I live for it every week to hear Clint have to break these down. It does it for me. Let's see how much I've enjoyed it. it. It's done a lot for my it marriage. My it, wife man. appreciates uh, it. I, I've actually marriage. he's into it. He's into it. Chris. You can you can hear it in his eyes. Look, I'm I'm here for a challenge. You challenge me. I'm here. Yeah, I accept the challenge. And, and, and the fair one, and I, I still think with these three, you haven't, you haven't been pressed into a real like, 
a real one that may be a toughie, a tough one for you to. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've the, seen Notting Hill come through a couple of times. I think that would I, be a tough one. I see. I, 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 don't, I don't know what Notting Hill is, but, I, like, I don't. Mine is the, I think you got me week one. You almost pushed me out the door week one with the, the silly factor. Like, I, the, the silly is, I, is, is the part I don't do. Like, I don't. Like, that's the part that's really, really tough silly, for me. Silly. Yeah, it's either that or really lean into the romantic side of the romantic comedy. I may lean, there's o- some, I may lean over. There's some that may slide more over than that, I that may, range. I may lean over and, and rub on Olo a little bit, man. If it's if it's real romantic, you know what I mean? It's stay nasty. Just ease on over. It's, yeah, I know you would. All right, uh, somebody who needs to watch a couple of romantic comedies himself is Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell, <laughs> uh, very, very, very res- respected, specifically about his quarterback, breakdowns uh i know i know a lot of people in the business uh go to him about his thoughts on quarterbacks anthony uh richardson i want you to listen to greg clinton i want to tell me i want you to tell me if you're in the same boat as him anthony richardson a guy that many people have, have said has the highest ceiling but i mean if you could look at one quarterback in the group that you think has the chance to bust the 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 the, the, the biggest i think it is anthony richardson i think a lot of people look at that this is what Greg Cosell had to say about Richardson. Now, if every coach I've talked to and said, what's the first thing you look at when you look at a college quarterback? The universal answer I get is accuracy. Richardson is a very inaccurate quarterback. He's scattershot. You don't know. I'm not sure he knows where the ball's going. There's no nuance and subtlety to his game. He, he does not have a lot of reps in college football. It's easy to say he should have stayed. He chose not to. You have to find out what kind of kid he is. Whatever you want to call it, you know, does he have that? In speaking to a coach today, he told me that you could see that with Josh Allen when you interviewed him when he came out, that Mm. you knew there were issues with Josh Allen in terms of accuracy and other things. But after spending time with the kid, you walked away feeling like this kid's got something within him and it's going to come out. You'd have to find that out about Anthony Richardson. I also spoke to another coach who basically told me he was unwatchable. He is a difficult guy to watch at times, by the way. Most of the time when you draft quarterbacks high, no matter what teams say, those guys play. He's not Josh Allen to me at all. People say that because of the size and the the gun. But to me, he's not Josh Allen. You can make the argument that when you watch him on tape and think a little more conventionally about quarterbacks, that he's not very good at all right now. I, I, wow. Look, I, look, I, I don't, I don't like the energy that Greg has towards the the quarterback, given what we know about Anthony Richardson. Um, wow. But, but I look, I, it, it, I don't disagree with what he's saying. I, I don't disagree with a lot. Of, he's hard to watch. Seventy percent of the time, it was, it was tough. Um, you think he's unwatchable? No, I don't. No, no. I, I, now there were times this year where I turned the game off because it was so bad. Yes, I mean, there, there's, but there were times when it was unwatchable. I don't think he. I don't think it's fair, the week of the draft to to say for whatever coach he talked to to say that, um, you know he's he's unwatchable or or um, you know some of those things. But I, look, I, I agree. I think I think he he'd have done himself in terms of transitioning to the NFL. I think he and C.J. Stroud both would have done themselves a favor going back to school. But when you're going back to college, but when you're a a top ten draft pick. Um, I mean, there's the, the, the risk versus reward. It tells you to go to the damn NFL all 10 out of 10 times. And so they're doing what's, what's best for their career and what's best for their families. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, if we're just talking about Anthony Richardson, I, I'm not, 
I'm not as concerned about the accuracy issues. I see what they're talking about. I know what people are talking about. I'm not as concerned. Are you a believer in? It. Are you a believer in? You're not accurate in college. No. Therefore, that can't be fixed up at the level. Because I no. mean, I think that's a lot of people live in that thought process. No. And Josh Allen did kind of change that a bit. Yeah. And, no. And, and I, maybe I'm, even J- Jalen Hurts a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts shattered any kind of any any and all of those kinds of opinions. Um, but you know, you you, you come out. I mean, I, I watched Pat Mahomes on on. I think it was probably at the Super Bowl when he was the year he was coming out. I watched him miss a damn wall. He was throwing it. He was trying to like they, somebody was wanting to show his arm strength, and he threw it over the wall like and it was it was fifteen yards away, uh, and he wasn't trying to. It, he just it just got away from him. But the knock on him was some accuracy issues. There's been a lot of quarterbacks come out where there's been accuracy issues. Now, were they as bad or as big of issues as we've seen at times with Anthony Richardson? Probably not. Um, Josh's probably were, but but you know, there's all, all I'm saying is is knowing what we know about Anthony Richardson, two coaches in two years at Florida. Um Obviously, Dan Mullen got fired because things weren't going right. Think that the organization wasn't in a good spot. The program wasn't in a good spot, so they hired they hired Napier. Um, you know, I've I've heard Dan Orlovsky talk about the lack of talent at receivers. Most time, we think about Florida, and we all of a sudden just go, "Boy, they got great receivers." It's not according to Dan Orlovsky. That's not the case. They did not have great talent. Well, around if you watched them, you could see it was it yeah. was down from what we've seen. Right, I mean, right, right. Um, so look, I I just. As a as a former quarterback and 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 a a trainer of quarterbacks, like I, I am slow to go. This guy is inaccurate and can't play. Like he's just he just can't throw the football accurately. Like to me, there's either some kind of mechanical flaw that needs to be worked on. And I say mechanical, I mean like your footwork and where your eyes at, where your feet at, where not not like. The guy, the kid can't throw. He can clearly, mechanically, technically throw a football, pass a football. This isn't like a Tim Tebow fix. It's not, it's not, it's not even, it's not a Tim Tebow. It's not even a Jalen Hurts. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, none of those issues are there. Now, what you got to find out is, okay, if, if he goes, like tomorrow when these quarterbacks throw, if he goes out there and just airmails balls all over the place and is inaccurate, then there, there's just an inability to throw the football accurately. But me personally, when I watch a quarterback play, I go, okay, we don't, we're not privy to like what what's going on around him. What kind of environment is the kid in? What does the offense look like? Does he know the offense? Does he not? Is he being coached up on defenses? Does he have enough talent around him? Like we're not we're not privy to all that information. Those are the things that, to me, all impact accuracy when it's erratic, right? When it's just like. Boy, this guy just—I mean, he just threaded a needle at twenty yards on on a on a technically difficult throw to throw to make, and then all of a sudden in the third quarter on a third and eight, he airmails a dig route over a kid's head. Like to me, that I, should be easy. To me, well, yeah, but to me, it's more of like okay, that's like he tried to do something he's not capable of doing. Um, his feet weren't in the right spot. 
you know, he 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 maybe he lost the receiver. I've told everybody before, you don't you don't stand up just because you're a big guy and see over the top offensive lineman. Maybe he 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 lost the receiver because an offense two offensive linemen came together in his vision kind of deal. There's several reasons other than just all oh, hell with it. He's inaccurate. So that's I, I can't wait to watch Anthony Richardson tomorrow to see because if he is what everybody says he is, just inaccurate. Then he'll air he'll, 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 he'll air mail air mail balls all over the field tomorrow. The way that Greg Cosell just spoke about him, yep. he'll throw Un, it in the unwatchable. Dirt. Yep, yep. Air mail him at all. The go route. Watch if he's throwing go routes and they're landing out of bounds. If he's throwing corners and they're landing out of bounds. But I think the response will then be, well, there's no defense in front of him. There's no. Well, they can say what they want. I mean, ultimately, I mean, accuracy is about hitting the spot. This is a big day for him. Oh, if huge. He hits huge. spots because the interviews have gone well. Like not not just well. Yeah. But clearly reports that he's been the best out of the four yep. uh, quarterbacks that could potentially go in the first round. All right, coming up, many of you have been wondering all day, hell, just like I have, uh, Tyler's gone. Is there going to be a best of the week? Oh, hell, I don't know. Chris has been here. Jake has been here. Tyler's been here. I don't know. We'll see if we have that coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, from the text line, oh, hell, we'll see if there's actually a uh, best of. People are, uh, people are skeptical of it. By the way, they said... Uh, Sounds like you were talking about Davis Mills type of inaccuracies. Oh, we did see Davis Mills airmail a few, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. um, Do do you have a best of, Chris? You really do, huh? Wow. Yeah. Not in his head saying, yeah, with that good-ass hair of his. All right. um, All right. We do this every Friday at this time. I don't know how. Because Tyler left after Tuesday. You know if Tyler leaves early, he doesn't. Doesn't do anymore. All right, this is the best of the week. The best of the week on The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Pinocchio got his start today. Wow. Can we, can we? Pinocchio. Can we call him that? Is that a fair one? I just don't think Forrest is real until he's actually stepped on the field in a real game action. I'm a real boy. That's right. Pinocchio. That's right. Pinocchio gets a start. Two run homer he gave up in that second inning. Damn it. Hmm. We have to take four seriously because right now, you know, obviously with Lance and not knowing how long he's going to be out, but yep, they're an yep. injury away from having to go down the list. Four, just just come up and just keep training the tracks, bud, in a, in a six-man rotation if we need you to do it. Tell show to stop calling the cookout. I start saying cook off, I'm going to lose it. I apologize. He's only been doing that for about four days. Fresh, fresh. Fully. <laughs> okay, next time y'all have boogers sitting down in y'all noses, I'm not saying nothing boogers? to you. See, Tyler, if we had Jake Odorizzi, we wouldn't be all worried about you. Oh, come on. If we had no innings eater. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went on it after he got Oh, yeah, oh, stretch. After he got clipped. Oh, sucks to suck Odorizzi. Come on, man. If we had him right now, we could chew some innings up. Man, man. I don't want to hear that fool's name ever again. (laughs) And we probably won't as far as headlines or anything. He's not very good. God, I pray he was a no-hitter. I believe in miracles, but uh, that would have to be one from the Lord Almighty right there, my friend. I told him I could go 10 innings. We could keep playing. You didn't have to, Jake. Idiot. So a quick recap. (laughs) Idiot. It sucks to suck. 
immeasurables, if you will. John Weeks makes me believe anybody can do that. Well, now that ain't very nice. I'm t- no, I'm talking about in terms of your height and weight, not like like your well, yeah, size wise. Yeah, but not, well, not I the, mean, you got to have anybody. a little something to you. If you can get in there at 5'10", 240, I'm sure at 5'9", it's change at, two, at 260. You can, <laughs> You're not 5'9", bro. You got to be able to cover, man. You got to be able to cover. Gonna, I'm not going to fight mean, this with you. Like you're at most 5'7". Let's be honest. You have to tape measure out, man. I'm I mean, this ain't hard. This ain't hard. Good get, point. Take your shoes not, off. I'm get the no tape damn, measure out. I'm not 5'7". I just heard 5'9", and I thought, eh. Big shout out, Weeks. I got coping skills. I think there's some people out there that if Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud threw, if they missed a couple of throws, they're going to make a big deal about it because it's clicks. And anybody that knows what the hell they're talking about, if you go out there, you don't need to see 10 or 15 reps to draw any conclusion as it relates to the accuracy of C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. You've got 400 reps over the last two years of these guys accurately throwing the football versus all the different coverages at different levels of the field. Like, nothing that they do throwing-wise at the Combine should impact your evaluation of their accuracy. Payne and Pendergast, they are live in West Palm Beach for the start of spring training. Before we get to the baseball, Sean, I, I want to bring you into this this conversation. Um, I've, I've had, like, cruises. I think I clicked on one, and then I've had them just keep coming my way. My wife just can't handle it. The motion sickness. And that's such a great way to see certain parts of the world, too, because they got it all kind of planned out for you and everything. So I would tell her to just suck it up and get on the cruise, and you'll be just fine. Well, Sean, you done stepped off in. <laughs> that's perfect. I didn't. I'm not married to her. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect, Linda. We got home from the Astros game. We pull in the driveway, and there's a coconut right in the middle of the yard that must have fallen out of the tree. And I'm like, man, I was standing there yesterday. What if I was standing there and a coconut from 30 foot high hit me in the head? I would have a hell of a lawsuit on my hands. I would get in touch with the Mulcarum Law Firm, and they would go get wow. me. Did, have they handled any coconut cases, Clint? They will definitely handle a situation, represent you well, Sean. They'll get you the compensation that you deserve. I mean, I'm telling <laughs> and you. And they keep it 100. They do. They, that's what I'm told. For a long time. <laughs> we keep it 100. Pull the shirt up. Let's see. Pull the shirt up. Let's, Let's see. see it. Oh, no. You nared the nipples? What made are you a, doing? I made a crucial. <laughs> He's got band-aids across the nipples, folks. <laughs> the text line is really worried about Tyler's nipples. I mean. I'm worried about my nipples. Everybody. They should be. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that on a grown man. First, we got Ron Peaches Hughley, and now we got Tyler Nips Milner. Little Nip Milner. I mean, has anybody ever recognized how small they are? Oh, penny nipples. Hold on, peaches. Hey, listen. Listen, bag. I, I got no problem with it. Oh, bag Milner right there, baby. You know the first letter. Uh, no, nah, man. We love you, T-Bag. The best of the week on The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. And that's pretty good, Tyler. I have to tell you, from the text line, um, uh, it's uh, someone text line saying, it's your time, Chris, to shine. Listen, as uh, as much as I give Tyler crap, and Chris, you've done a hell of a job this week. Chris didn't have anything to do with it. Well, he played it. <laughs> he played it. Tyler, I'm t- I am proud of him. Clint, Tyler has been gone, and he's still, and he said, you know what? I'm not going to have him on my ass. I'm doing the best of. And he did it, and he had it in. He's been in Cabo for three days. Not three, but three days. <laughs> he's been in Cabo, and he's still got I am proud. Hey, Damn, I'm proud of that son of a gun. He's done a good job, man. He he's done wow. he's done a really good job. How about job. that? Yeah, that, that was big to have. It was a good nice surprise. That was good. Nice I did surprise. not think I, I did not think we we were getting that today. 
I'm I'm proud of. I can't help can't help but to say, man. You I, raised him right, man. I just I I I wasn't gonna say it, but I do think the uh, the tough love and pushing has helped him get here. I don't think he does this three months ago. In fact, he's taking vacations and he has just given us the finger. I, mean, I didn't think he. I'm I'm proud of him. And you you've raised him up right, show. I mean, I'm telling my you, my leadership has really come through uh, in a major way here. Uh, There's wow. no question. I, I just I'm, he's probably gonna write about it one day. <laughs> I'm getting a little a little uh wow, a little teared up here. Man, I, a little I'm emotional. About, I'm about to break up here. Wow, that's uh that's beautiful. He's not even here. Wait till he gets here before you start breaking up. Uh, I mean, it's in, it's in the moment. Uh, just boy, when you just see you see the few fruits of your labor just at work. Damn, he made it. Hot dog. Appreciate that, man. Thanks, Tyler, man. Uh, great job. Texans All Access coming up behind us. Make sure you stay tuned as the guys are still at the uh, at the uh, at the combine. And speaking of the combine, the quarterback spoke today. Quarterback spoke today, Clint and um, uh, Bryce and CJ mentioned how much uh, how how good their conversations went with the Texans. Uh, but it is clear, man. They both went with different tactics on how they were going to handle meeting with the media today. And for me, I'm almost, almost get the feel like this is how they had conversations with all the teams they met with. I would think this, they've had the same kind of energy, have the same kind of things. Bryce, how you would describe, I would describe Bryce today and, and how he attacked and how he, yeah, I, I think, I, I think authentic professional, I think very, very much in line with what, those that have covered him and listened to him and heard, listened to Saban and kind of followed Bryce Young, very, very in line with what with what you you expected. If you know, and I, when I say I use that term loosely, but if you know Bryce Young, if you followed him and listened, very much in in line with that. Very together, very confident, very professional. Um, I I thought he did a, a very hell of quarterback a job. boring, wasn't he? Yes, which is, which is what. Which is what a lot of coaches and GMs love. Yep, yep. Very Saban, Saban esque. Very, very Bill Belichick esque. Um, just, just do your job and be thankful for the opportunity. And to the point you're saying, it is authentic. That seems yep. like that's that is who he is. Yeah, like not a- trying absolutely. to force it. Not trying to force it. C.J. Stroud and uh, and Will Levis, on the other hand. They went a different direction. Yeah, look, I I thought CJ clearly had a had a a, a plan that he was right. that he's going to execute. Yeah. I I think. I mean, um, I, I haven't heard what was that? Who was it earlier? John McClain or uh, NFL Hall of Famer John McClain was on with us, and he said, you know, I, I don't know why we haven't heard more from CJ Stroud and aren't more familiar with CJ Stroud, um, which I think is very fair. But it seemed like he was going up there today, and he was going to remind everybody how good he was. Mm. Now, look, he, he does a great job of of talking X's and O's and 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 explaining, um, you know, the the things that he's asked about. But but it's it's going into, you know, I've been the best college, I've been the best player in college football over the last two years. Well, I mean, that's that's up for debate. Like you don't just you don't get to just stand up there and 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 <laughs> and claim that that spot. I mean. You, you you didn't you didn't beat Michigan. You didn't go to you didn't go to a a, um, a, a you didn't win a championship. You, you you didn't win a Heisman. You you know and these are all things that I'm not knocking him for. Hell, they're, they're, they're just getting invited is huge. But 
Um, I, I don't know. I didn't like that plan of attack from from CJ and, and his camp. I, I thought. And now look, they're they're just cut in in bits and pieces of audio, but it sure seemed like he was, you know, gonna gonna go up there and, and tell everybody how good he yeah, was. Part of that, this was this was him talking about him and his accuracy, which is I think people think is his number one trait. Uh, is how accurate he is with the football. This is him speaking about himself with that. I'm a playmaker. I think I'm very creative. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm smart when it comes to protections and things like that because I solve a lot of issues before they're even there. Uh, and that's something I pride myself on. And, and one thing about me, I, uh, I think uh, I'm a ball placement specialist. That's one thing. I like to be very accurate. I don't want my receivers to have to do really anything to catch the ball. And I think I've shown that time and time on film again. Ball placement specialist. Listen, I'm like as I said, I think when I hear that, I feel like that is something that he is saying in a way that he is talking to teams when he visits when he visits with. Yeah, them. like to me that sounds like he's something that he's talked about all week when he's met with the Texans, when he met with the Colts, any team. I would imagine that, and I, however you like it or not, because Lord knows I. I'm a guy that's got a little ego. I don't mind talking about myself a little bit. Yeah. I wonder how that. I wonder how that well, plays. But it's not. But show it's not. It's not a like they. I think the the questions being asked are steering a lot of these these answers. Obviously, but like you ask Anthony Richardson, like, hey, what is it that you do? What is it that makes you special? Well, everything. You know, I'm 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 bigger. I'm stronger. Faster. Okay. Next question. The, the the where where it comes into me is like C.J. Stroud has been has been. Whether he did it on his own or I, I would think that he's, he's been, been coached, he's been yeah. coached up on this. None of these guys I would think are going in there just cold turkey, but like C.J. Stroud is going in in depth on what he does well, like calling himself a ball placement specialist and throwing guys open and and basically he even at one point himself said I, I'm I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn here, but no, really you are. I mean like like he <laughs> he made it a, his plan was to go in there and really lay out everything that he does really, really well. And I don't know. I just don't feel like CJ needed that. Like he he is no doubt about it. He is really, really, really good from the pocket on time, driving the football to to all parts of the field. As good as there is in, in, in this draft and as good as we may have seen in, in any draft really. I mean he's he's that impressive on time from the pocket. I I I I'm not a huge fan of the going up there and telling everybody in depth how good you are. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. Uh, date night tonight. I think I'm gonna pull out the white pants. You going white pants before Easter? Yeah, I don't, or before I don't, is it Labor Day or I don't Easter? Hell with those rules. Oh, you don't like those rules? Nah, I don't care with those rules. We, we I, all. If we, I want to wear my white pants. I'm gonna wear my damn white pants. Well, I don't know if you should go in I'm there. I'm wearing them. E- e- easy will. I'm wearing my white e- pants. E- e- easy will, Levis. <laughs> Because I got a cannon. Because I got a damn cannon. I got to show it off. Because I got a cannon, baby. I got a cannon. Looks good in the white jeans. (laughs) Got a cannon in these white jeans. No, no, man. It's Good Friday, man, and a great show. Clint, uh, great, uh, great job this week as well. Tyler, he'll be back uh, coming up on Monday. Shout out and thanks to uh, John McClain, the general who was on with us each and every Friday. Thanks to you all, the listeners. Been a great week. Chris, great job as well. Jake, great job as well. Stepping in. Brandon Scott as well this week. I am Ron, the show Hughley. Texans All Access coming up next. Houston, we love you, baby. Hey, show, grab me another silver bullet, Bob.